0: Welcome to The Short Game, a podcast where we review games that can be completed in a pretty short amount of time. I am Laura Nash, one of your hosts, and I have two twin brothers you've probably heard introducing the podcast more often than me. Badly. Do you want to introduce uh, yourselves?
1: <laughs> sure, I guess. I'm Reagan. I'm Shane, guys. Um, that was the two of us. I'm Reagan Kelly, uh, and uh, of course, joined by Shane Kelly, my bro host. Hey, don't give my full name. No, you're right. It's the People internet will controlled you. Trolled. Yeah, <laughs> it's on the web page, as well as your home address. So today we're going to be talking about video game music, which really isn't necessarily our wheelhouse. We're mainly a games review show, but we all love the game music that we experience in all these different games. So I don't love the word review. I prefer to think of them as celebrations of quality games.
0: Yeah, you're also the kind of hippie who puts smiley faces on report cards so we're a review show
1: all right all right <laughs> discussion you could say plus we sometimes trash games and this is one of our episodes where we get to ignore our format and do totally different stuff i am so excited about this one because i have some really kickin tunes that you're gonna want to listen to i don't know how short this episode is gonna be when i'm done raving about the different music that i love
0: Yeah, this is actually a secret competition to see who has the best taste.
1: And the biggest iTunes library.
0: You listeners, please vote with reviews in iTunes of the show.
1: (laughs) And tweet us about your favorite video game music. Absolutely. So we have talked about a lot of games on this show that have great music and uh, some of those I tried to resist just repeating the games from this show that we talked about that had great music. But our format is going to be that each of us has picked three great games or maybe even bad games that have really, really great music, music that we've continued to listen to after completing or otherwise putting away the game. I've got a pretty big selection of video game music in my iTunes that I go back to all the time for all sorts of reasons. Uh, Game music is great for listening to when you're trying to do something else because typically it doesn't have any lyrics and it has that kind of, I'm going to work hard and fight monsters and complete my whatever it is that I'm doing kind of aspect to it. Yeah, video game music is designed to be the background music for when you're focusing intently on something which makes it great music for a lot of situations. Everything from driving to kind of typing or working. Uh, I love video game music.
0: Yeah, it's one of the few things I can listen to at work when I write um, because I find that tracks with lyrics hijack that processing part of my brain. It's all film soundtracks and video game music if I'm actually trying to get something done.
1: So do you want to start us off, Laura, with what's your what's your number three pick? Are we going in increasing order of awesomeness or decreasing, or how are we structuring this?
0: Well, I'll structure mine by mood, because that's kind of what I... I picked three different tracks for three different moods. Oh. And the track that I pick when I am needing some joy and delight in my life is from Fez. It's the track Adventure. It is the title track on my Doing Awesome Stuff playlist, which is when I really need to feel great about myself or I'm not feeling great about myself and I need to take a little more delight in humanity. is basically embarking on an adventure and starting to look around.
1: Yeah, this is stuff. The build is good. Faz was such a lighthearted game, I mean, it may one day be something we'll talk about on the show, but I thought it was so charming and the music was a really big part of that. And it, it had a retro feel to it, but it's obviously not just chiptune or just a retro video game soundtrack. It's it's pretty well orchestrated. It's digital, but it's a, it's definitely an orchestrated soundtrack.
0: Yeah, and the track has a lot of depth. Um, the piece is by Disaster Piece, and the album has a lot of drive, but never actually forces you to speed up in any way. It's hard to strike that balance between encouraging you to move forward and also making sure that you never feel rushed.
1: For sure. And that was a game that did did that well. It was, it was a relaxed game, and it let you take your time, but it kept you moving forward. Groovy. Cool. Shane, do you want to pick our next track? Absolutely. So guys, this is a track from Super Mario Galaxy, and just a little background here. I love the entire soundtrack to Super Mario Galaxy. It was the very first Mario game that I played right when it came out. And I know that sounds a little weird, but Reagan and I were kind of Sega kids. And we had a lot of Sega games growing up. So we didn't really get to play any of the classic Mario games. I, in fact, didn't own a Nintendo console until the Wii. That's not true, exactly. We had Game Boy Advances and I think I had a Nintendo uh, DS. Well, that's true, yeah, you're right. But I didn't own a Nintendo home console until the Wii. The Game Boy is, uh, is excluded. But this game, so it was not only the first Mario game that I played right when it came out, it was also the first Mario game that I played that had a full orchestral soundtrack and it's gorgeous. The important thing to know about this soundtrack is that it includes all the beautiful refrains that you're expecting from kind of classical Mario stuff. But it also has some really incredible, just beautiful orchestral music. It's all strings and violins. It sounds really nice.
0: This is super hopeful music.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, Mario is all about just joy. And so is this music. I'm just mellowing out to that a little bit. That's super good. Oh, yeah, guys. That's a st- I haven't... Uh, I'm, I'm playing through the latest Super Mario game for the Wii U right now, um, Super Mario 3D World. And it also has a really great soundtrack, but it's not quite as uh, smooth as this. This is really nice. Lovely pick. Good
0: pick. What are we scrolling up to next?
1: So I had a real problem picking individual tracks for this because, uh, and you'll find that two of the games that I'm going to be talking about are SNES games. Both of them are RPGs. And um, both of them I had a really, really difficult time narrowing down the track to pick. So I'm going to talk about a couple of tracks from each one. First, I wanted to talk about... Chrono Trigger—it's cheating, Reagan. It is, that is cheating.
0: totally cheating. It is totally, to cheating.
1: it is totally cheating. It is totally cheating. Chrono Trigger has one of the strongest soundtracks of any video game that I've ever played, and um, the first—and each of the characters has a theme that's played whenever something important or interesting happens surrounding that character. Each character's theme is great, and the first one that I wanted to do um, was Chrono's theme, which is played a lot in the game. So this song plays a lot in uh, combat situations and other times when things are building, and it has this sort of stringiness that you didn't really hear a lot in in soundtracks on the SNES, and something that sounds a little bit like a horn. I don't know, it's hard to explain, but this game really evokes something for me. Oh, yeah. It's very evocative. Oh, yeah, it's super evocative, dude.
0: I mean, it also has that nice '80s, like almost like a sax is playing a solo in this number. Yeah, it's great.
1: <laughs> That's the Chronophone, and uh, its partner in the great soundtrack is Frog's theme. Frog is my favorite character in almost any game of this era. I mean, it's hard to say that he's my favorite video game character, but he's he's an amazing character, and his theme is equally great. Frog is a character who is a medieval knight who is transformed into a frog and so his song has this sort of playfulness because of that sort of froggy nature. He's always doing very amusing froggy things, but he's also incredibly serious and incredibly self-important in a way. Um, And he's also probably your strongest character in combat. So he's both funny and a really strong character and this song just perfectly encapsulates that. It's heroic, and also kind of a little bit off, a little quirky. Oh uh, yeah, I'm going to play that frog theme. I love the idea of individual characters in a game having their own kind of leitmotifs. It's really fun. Yeah, and a lot of games do that really to good effect. Um, will you guys forgive me if I squeeze one more in from, uh, from Chrono Trigger? No, god no. damn it, that's too many. <laughs> right.
0: No, I mean I can not only pick one from Wind Waker, I'm and you're terrible, gonna play three from Gardot Tigger. Like right. this is this is not a democracy. I can't help
1: it. I'll have a link in the show notes not to the final song of the game, uh, which is great, and it's called uh, First Festival of Stars. Check it out. Well in the show gosh, notes. I guess you should have picked that one first. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I'll turn it over to Laura after hijacking the show.
0: Laura, what's your next pick? So uh, this is more of a relaxed piece, uh, but still, one you need to uh, feel a little bit of a groove, and that is SimCity three thousand. Uh, the track is called Building.
1: Oh yeah, that's the st- that's I keep saying that's the stuff. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this song is lovely. Um, my boyfriend keeps calling it Philip Glassian. Um, you feel a lot of progress. You start building um, your city, and it gives you the feeling of progress, but I love how relaxed this is. Mm.
1: how relaxed all city building games make me feel we've talked very briefly on this game about what's that game uh where your city
0: farmville
1: (laughs) i think you're thinking of banished shane god i love that farmville guys can you friend me on farm facebook (laughs) face farmville all right i'm thinking of uh thinking of banished yeah this is really nice I think SimCity was one of the first games I played that came on a CD-ROM, and I suppose that meant that they were able to include a little higher quality music.
0: Yeah, it's the music is layered and focused and has a great dimensional quality that you keep getting more and more as you continue the track. It never really shifts themes, it just builds upon it. Mm-hmm. That pun was not intended. <laughs> Honestly, it was not.
1: I just want to lay down some freeways, man.
0: Yeah. It scratches that OCD itch in a way that we can't really compare with most games.
1: So we've never mentioned Nights Into Dreams on this show before, but it's a game that has a special place in my heart because Reagan and I got fooled by Sega into (laughs) buying a Sega Dreamcast. God, we were such trumps. And... This game was probably the very best game that was exclusive to the Sega Dreamcast. And this song was the very best song from the very best level in that game, which was about the latest level I could actually get to when I played it when I was a kid. Oh, my God, I'm having flashbacks from... Yeah, aren't you, Regan? I bet you are. Take the snow train. So, in this game, you're flying into the dreams of these different characters, and and you're fighting off their nightmares. And what's unique about this game to me, at least about the soundtrack, is that this was the very first console game, maybe even the very first game that I played that had a CD-quality soundtrack. Before that, we were playing a lot of, like, Sega Genesis stuff, which meant that we were listening to a lot of chiptunes and stuff like that. And this is kind of an in-between. You're probably hearing it right now and thinking, like, this isn't, like, fully orchestrated or anything. It's not like the the soundtrack to that uh, beautiful Super Mario Galaxy with a full orchestration. Sounds kind of like a... 90s synthesizer. Well, this soundtrack blew me away as a kid. I'll just let you groove to it for a second. I think that still stands up. That sounds really nice.
0: Yeah, as a newcomer, it reminds me a little bit of Mario Kart oh, in yeah. a good way.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's, very, uh, it's the Sonic team, so it's its in that same vein. So back to me, I tried really hard to limit myself, but I had to go back to... God damn to- it, Reagan! you <laughs> just can't stand it. <laughs> no, it's not, that. it's not that. It's not that. You can't live by your own rules. It's not that. I, I mean that I had to go back to a, a game that we've already covered on this show. And I know we talked about the music already. But uh, if you didn't get a chance to listen to our episode on VVVVVV, um first off, go back and listen to that oh, episode yeah, and VVV. play that game. It's an amazing game. And it's one of the few games whose soundtracks I immediately sought out and bought separately from the game. Um, it's got a great chiptune soundtrack uh, called P, 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 Um, and uh, the tracks all have the first letter P, so I don't know exactly what the reasoning was there, but the track that stands out to me most is one that's called Pushing Onwards.
0: get some more chiptunes up in here because I think we all love chiptune music. We had a few tracks by Anamanaguchi that we all decided not to cover because we could listen to that separately.
1: Anamonaguchi, you know, they they have their own albums. Uh, They've done video game soundtracks and they're fantastic, but um, primarily I think they're kind of an independent thing. But this is perfectly tied in with the game. It's a lo-fi game with incredibly simple graphics that give you the impression of something like a Commodore 64 or even maybe like an Intellivision with better specs, but the the music, it's more layered than anything you would have had on anything that old, and yet it really still feels truly antique great rhythm, it's really driving, and because this is a game that sometimes plays very fast, but also requires a lot of thinking, I think this m- walks a nice line between, uh, you know, power ballad, chiptune, anthem, and contemplative, you know? It- it's a good game for typing to, or jumping around to. If you like games where you're gonna die constantly, that's, meanwhile, loving the music and hating the graphics, you're gonna love Actually, there's a lot of games that kind of follow that, I think I've heard the word masochore, which I think is a silly word, but like games that are really about killing you over and over and over and over again. And sometimes I just hate that style. Like I never really got into Super Meat Boy, for example. Um, But this game managed to kill me hundreds, if not thousands of times, and yet still be a ton of fun and never make me feel alienated as a player. Maybe part of that was due to the music.
0: Yeah, I did consider Super Meat Boy as one of the tracks.
1: It's a cool game, but I never got that far in it. I just guess I'm not good enough.
0: Yeah, I'm not out (laughs) there. I just enjoy listening to the tracks outside. So I believe I'm up next again Mm -hmm. for my last choice. Mm -hmm. Yes? Throw it out there. Uh, So I chose Legends of Zelda Wind Waker. uh, Specifically, the track that you play when you're waiting for the game to begin. (laughs) (laughs) There are quite a lot of good tracks in here. um, But the lovely little flute music uh, that plays in the intro while you're just kind of casually looking at the landscape you're about to invade or rather, play in. Invade is not the right word for this game.
1: Um, (laughs) No, casually play around in. Casually
0: play around around in. Um, Yeah, Zelda's not an imperialistic game by any means. casual folk music and drum mix shows it is not a game of war.
1: It sounds vaguely Celtic, but it also has those drums that remind you of something, I don't know, a little more down-to-earth. It's yeah, just a terrific song, yeah. and it really perfectly complements the game.
0: There's a little bit of a jig. Um, it's very jaunty.
1: It is jaunty. I'm jaunting right now. It is a
0: jaunty game.
1: It is a jaunty tune for a jaunty game. It lets you know that you're ready to play this game. You're not setting out to kill things. You're setting out to play.
0: You are setting out to play.
1: I've never played this game, and you're making me really want to. Well, when you get your Wii U, the, uh... The HD remake is supposedly really great. I played it on a, on a GameCube, but I've been thinking about playing it again on the Wii U just to have a, yeah. another shot at it. Yeah. You guys excited about the, uh, the live-action Zelda TV show? Oh, no. No, I'm not. No. You're not? No. I'm not Unlike either. Unlike
0: this song, I don't think the live-action TV show could ever capture the spirit of adventure.
1: We'll see. Um, oh wow, this loops perfectly and, and a good I good just songs, realized but... that the version of the song that you pasted into our chat here is a 10 hour YouTube video that loops is... the song over and over again for 10 hours.
0: Mm-hmm. You wow. could just listen to the song for 10 straight glorious hours. After that you might want to either move to an island of your own or kill somebody.
1: Hmm. Or play another track. Or just keep playing it again and again.
0: Uh, if you're looking for another track dragon roost island but i'm not reagan so i won't play that track right now
1: thinks he can just pick every track he wants i will though here's dragon roost island Reagan Roosters, are you ready for my for my ultimate track, my number one? Or wait, is that Reagan's turn or mine?
0: Sorry, I'm just rocking out to the pipes of the track that Reagan is playing against my will.
1: I love it. All right, so guys, I my last track, I'm cheating almost as much as Reagan cheated. Uh, I've got still more cheating to come. So no, you can't cheat anymore. I'm going to be the final cheat. Okay, so my final cheat here is a track that's in many ways I'm going to call it a video game music track, but it's kind of not. Okay. Those of you playing video games today may not know about the fad that passed through video gaming um, circa, I guess, 2000 to to 2005? When did this game come out? Um, But music... Music games were a big deal. Oh man, yes! And I fell in love with the very first music game, Guitar Hero, mm. the first one that we got. Yeah, no, the Guitar Hero I think was the very first. Uh, unless you want to cap, count stuff like Parappa the Rappa, music game music games really began with Guitar Hero One.
0: It's the real first mainstreaming of. These games. I mean, there are plenty of rhythm games. The first
1: one that's really going to sell you a machine that you like a fake instrument that like a Fisher Price guitar that you held in your hands and kept in your house and tried to store in your closet for way too long. Uh, Personal story. What a goofy thing to have sitting in every living room in America for those years. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of people that were like super into rock band and like filled their whole house with plastic Fisher Price instruments. Yeah, we never did that. We only ever played Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero Hero was great. And if there was one song to me that was absolutely the Guitar Hero song, it was More Than a Feeling by Boston. (laughs) I'll tell you why this game this game turned me on to boston and this, nothing else could have done so i Wait,
0: that that intro album is fantastic
1: i'll take your word for it because i've only ever loved this song oh my fingers still know this i know right This song kicks off. You're going to hear the roar of the crowd cheering for me to cover Boston.
0: They cannot wait.
1: My fingers wrap around the plastic guitar. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so much fun. I want to play Guitar Hero again.
0: I'm just miming.
1: I know. It makes your fingers move
0: on their own. This is the first song I tried to play on Expert. This is going to definitely come out tomorrow when I'm singing karaoke for my birthday.
1: Yeah, what I'm watching right now on YouTube is is the Expert version of it. And I, I definitely could not do this today, but I'm pretty sure I played this on Expert at some point. Oh, man. Good pick, Shane. Because although it is a bit of a cheat, because, I mean, Boston...
0: The crowd is loving it. <laughs> There's that whammy bar.
1: Yeah. Yeah, guys, hit that whammy. More than a feeling. All right. When I hear that old song, they used to play More than a feeling. You gotta stop. It's <laughs> oh, my number one, guys. Yeah, that is a great I choice. I didn't rank mine. Yeah. I wasn't really ranking mine either. Um, but. My choice is uh, basically the EarthBound soundtrack. EarthBound is a game that's entirely about nostalgia. And everything about the game serves that as its sort of key theme. So you start in Earthbound as a little kid waking up at home and you talk to your mother and your father and your sister and your dog and then you go out on this wild adventure but every moment of the game it tries to remind you that you're a kid out of his place in a weird circumstance and it reminds you that you should be homesick for mom and dad back home. You have to call your parents from time to time to cure your homesickness which is a uh, which is a status ailment like being poisoned um, and you have uh, you have also you when you save the game you have to go and call your dad on the phone so it starts with the own it theme the own it is this town that you're from and it plays the own it theme anytime it wants to remind you of your homesickness It starts off with a peppy little intro, and then at about 20 seconds, it hits a smoother little vibrato. And that little element is something that it uses again and again throughout the soundtrack to remind you of home and to make you think of, you know, what you've left behind and at what a long journey you've been on. But the other thing that Earthbound as a soundtrack does incredibly, incredibly well is play music that doesn't sound like anything else that ever played on the SNES. So it has things that sound like rock and roll. It has things that sound like jazz. It has things that sound like just weird noise art. And because that piece is short, I am going to play a couple others that are very short. I remember hearing like a remix of this in Super Smash Brothers in Own It, and I love it. So my favorite two others that I wanted you to hear just because they represent the weirdness of the soundtrack and the diversity of the soundtrack. First, a song called Battle Against an Unsettling Opponent. You battle against a lot of unsettling opponents. um, And some of them are just strange, they're offbeat. And Battle Against An Unsettling Opponent has what really sounds for all the world like a bass, like a jazzy bass strumming in the background. And I'd never heard uh, a chiptune soundtrack like on the SNES or any other console sound like that. And then you hear a moment in, it changes tempo. And it suddenly becomes a, a weird uh, picking base. It's funky. It's very funky. Mm-hmm. And this is only played when you're battling against something that is otherworldly and weird. Like, for example, um, there's some uh, enemies in the game that are. Uh, Modern art, which is a floating frame with a modernist portrait in it that attacks you. Things like that. super cool. Very weird.
0: It's minor key funk.
1: Yeah. Um, It's unsettling. Yeah. And finally, I want to play one last piece from it, and that's another that expresses how weird and unique the soundtrack can get, and that's the Runaway Five theme. Um, Music plays a big part in the game, and at one point you have to rescue a band called The Runaway Five. And The Runaway Five are very clear rip-offs of the Blues Brothers. They're really uh, just funny and, you know, fun characters. And uh, they play three or four different concerts in the game. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. I'm grooving to this. This is
0: fantastic.
1: And their concerts are great because they're dancing around, they're twirling, they're, you know, jumping around and throwing their instruments.
0: And I could see some 1995 secret eyes dancing to this. Oh,
1: for sure. And then it comes back to this because the Runaway Five come up again several times, and you'll see this. This is, this is used when you hop onto the Runaway Five's bus and use the power of music to scare away the ghosts in the tunnel so that you can pass on to the next city. You know, they have to play this song to scare away the ghosts. It's great. <laughs> ¶¶ Funky, funky, Super good. Super good. Super good. I think Earthbound deserves its reputation as a game with an amazing soundtrack. I sometimes wonder how well this this soundtrack holds up to people who haven't played the game, because it does play so heavily on nostalgia that a lot of the reason that I enjoy this music and listen to it again and again is that it reminds me of key moments in the game that it just reinforces that nostalgia theme, and it really works. But I don't know. Well, I've never I played the it. game, and that, sound, that song was rocking. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's some... I took history of rock and roll in college, nerd alert. And Five Bar Blues is in. Is well used here.
1: That's awesome. So do we have any last sort of honorable mentions, things we want to throw out there but maybe you don't have the time to play in our short episode?
0: I mean, we all uh, talked about but didn't include Bastion. Oh, my God. Um, so like, good. Yeah. I'd also Great. like to give a shout out to Sword and Sorcery. Um, Cannablat. I know it's an endless runner on iOS. It's about five minutes long, but the tracks on there are fantastic. Oh, they're
1: great! I think it's Cannibalt.
0: cannibalts um, I, I say Blat. I'm Cannibals. Yeah.
1: Can, 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 <laughs> cannibal Runner.
0: Yeah. Um, so good. And uh, Bit Trip Runner also.
1: Bit Trip Runner, so good. I I gotta throw it out to. I, I did not pick Macinarium because we've already done an episode on it, but. I can't say enough good things about the soundtrack for that one. It had good tracks and bad tracks. I don't think that every track on it was all that great, but I loved the track that you pointed out and we talked about on the episode Game Boy Tune on that that game soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Just to call out another track from Machinarium that I absolutely love. This one was just titled Song from Radio, but it's an amazing song. I love it.
0: Also say that I consciously was avoiding some of the long game, beautiful symphonic scores, um, Mass Effect, Final Fantasy. Oh yeah, lots of games that go in that um, pantheon of game music that didn't feel quite appropriate for a short game game music episode, but. You know, still beautiful and lovely and it's
1: so hard to narrow down it's a uh, yeah I-, I wanted to talk about and then decided <laughs> against uh talking about uh Scott Pilgrim versus the World the game uh the soundtrack by animeaguchi um Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, The Game, is a game that I haven't even played, but I'm such a big fan of Anamanaguchi that I downloaded the soundtrack because I knew that they had done the entire thing. And it's it's fantastic. I I really want to play it now. Uh, I think it's out on PS3, and I need to play it before my PS3 finally breaks down and dies. Oh, also, Mega Man 2. I can't believe I didn't mention Mega Man 2. Mega Man 2 has an amazing soundtrack. All the Mega Man 2s have, or excuse me, all the Mega Man games have a pretty good soundtrack. Uh, Mega Man 2 is the only one I've spent any serious amount of time with. Sounds so cool. Such a great game. So there we are. So guys, music, we love it. We do. Uh, listeners, do you have any particular game music that you think is really great? Uh, we would love to play some of it on our follow-up to this episode. Uh, drop us a line either on Twitter, uh, at underscore short game, or leave us a message on our website, uh, www.theshortgame.net. Um, you can also, uh, email us. We're info@theshortgame.net. If you want any info, I guess you can write to us there. I don't know. That's a thing. You can also review us on iTunes. Oh, of course. Uh, I won't be mad at you if you haven't reviewed us since the last episode because we're recording back to back this week and you wouldn't have had time. But you should review us on iTunes or I will be mad at you. Yeah, go to iTunes, click the search thingy, type in the short game, you'll find us, and then leave us a glowing review. It's the best way to support the show. You know what? Even if you give us a one star review and you tell me why, I'll be fine. But if you if you don't leave me a review, I'll be mad. Mm. You don't want him mad. So your three hosts this week have been myself, Reagan Kelly. You can find me on Twitter at Reagan K. That's R-A-Y-G-A-N-K. He's the Reagank. Laura, where can people find you?
0: You can find me on Twitter at Laura J. Nash. And that's Laura with a U.
1: Is there another way?
0: Yeah, L-A-R-A, a L-A-R-A oh, like right. Laura Croft.
1: Oh, right. I always pronounce way. that differently, like Lara.
0: It's, it's almost identical.
1: <laughs> and Shane, where can people find you? I am at 8 bit Shane. Indeed. So thanks for joining us for this very short, very special episode of The Short Game.